0: And welcome in, y'all, to Mountain Mama's Famous Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm your host and commish, Tyler Wood. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at underscore MMFFFL, and that's in all caps. Make sure you guys turn the notifications on so you guys can stay up to date with all the breaking news inside of our league. It's late Tuesday, September 17th, and week two's in the books as another football weekend has come and gone. bunch of tough injuries in the NFL this weekend. But overall, throughout the entire weekend, some good football, including college football Saturday. Myself and Bryson enjoyed a West Virginia Mountaineer win at Milan Pushkar Stadium. And also, Chris was out in Autzen Stadium watching the Oregon Ducks. It's all about football here, guys. A couple of trades have happened since Friday night from our last pod. We'll get you guys caught up. The first trade, Bryson has acquired running back Melvin Gordon from Christian in exchange for running back Devin Singletary. The second trade, Dave has acquired quarterback Jared Goff from Braden in exchange for wide receiver Terry McLaurin. and the third trade, Ryan has acquired quarterback Kyler Murray and wide receiver Stephon Diggs from Bryson in exchange for running back Joe Mixon and Carson Wentz. Now let's get right into it, to the news and injuries from around the league. We've got eight of our ten teams in the news today. We'll jump right in and start with Christian. Running back James Conner. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports Connor's knee injury is not serious and it's manageable. Connor stated he's confident he'll suit up in week three against San Francisco. It's great news, but he'll still be less than 100% this weekend. Running back Devin Singletary is considered day to day with a hamstring injury. And then finally, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. NFL.com's Tom Pelisara reports DJX is expected to miss Sunday's game against Detroit. And he'll likely be sidelined in week four, that's a Thursday night game, as well, with a groin injury. For Dave, quarterback Drew Brees. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports Brees is slated to miss six weeks with a torn thumb ligament. He couldn't grip the ball after jamming his thumb in a collision with Aaron Donald in Sunday's game. He hasn't missed more than two games in a season since 2003, so this is a huge loss for New Orleans. And then, right before the podcast... Started ESPN's Ed Werder reports that Breeze will undergo thumb surgery on Wednesday. Wide receiver DJ Shark was listed as a limited participant on the team's estimated practice report on Monday. And they did not practice on Monday, but they're still required to give out an injury report. So they're just guessing that he would have been a limited participant. So as of right now, he is expected to suit up on Thursday, and that's good news for his owners considering he's turned into Gardner Minshew's go-to target now that Nick Foles is on the sideline. And he was also upgraded to a full practice today, so he should be ready to rock on Thursday night. For Nick, running back LaShawn McCoy underwent an MRI on his ankle on Monday. NFL Network's Tom Pellisaro reports that the MRI showed no significant damage, so he does have a shot to play in Week 3 versus Baltimore. For the Saints defense, linebacker Alex Anzalone has been placed on injured reserve with a shoulder injury. He's a candidate to return after at least eight games. Kiko Alonso will take his spot until he gets back. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense. The Steelers have acquired defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick from the Miami Dolphins in exchange for a 2020 first round pick. Fourth and seventh round picks are coming to Pittsburgh and fifth and sixth rounders are going to Miami as well. Fitzpatrick plays a premium position as a corner who can play outside and inside. He gives Pittsburgh a nice trio of Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, and Fitzpatrick. Some more news for the Steelers' defense. Uh, Defensive back Sean Davis has been placed on injured reserve. So with Davis done for the year, newly acquired Fitzpatrick, he's going to slide seamlessly into the vacant free safety spot. For Chris, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger will undergo season-ending elbow surgery later this week as announced by head coach Mike Tomlin. Wide receiver Michael Gallup, NFL.com's Ian Rappaport, reports that Gallup will miss two to four weeks as he underwent arthroscopic surgery to trim his meniscus. There's no structural damage besides the tear, so the return is expected to be quick. And running back David Johnson, He missed snaps in Week 2 after a wrist injury, but Coach Cliff Kingsbury told reporters on Monday that Johnson is fine to go in Week 3 against Carolina. For Bryson, running back Josh Jacobs. Coach John Gruden told reporters on Monday that Jacobs is dealing with a groin issue. It's unclear if he's at risk of missing their matchup against Minnesota in Week 3. He'll continue to be the lead back, but he's already been passed by DeAndre Washington and Jalen Rashard in targets in the passing game. For Braden, three wide receivers in the news this week. Wide receiver Tyrell Williams. Coach John Gruden told reporters on Monday that Williams is dealing with a hit pointer and he's questionable for week three against Minnesota already. He'll draw a shadow from Xavier Rhodes if he's active, so Williams is an iffy play this week. Wide receiver Antonio Brown. Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer reports the league interviewed Brittany Taylor for 10 hours on Monday. Since her accusation, another accuser has come out, so Brown may end up in a meeting with the league this week too. New England will play him until the league intervenes, but the commissioner's exempt list is possibly in his future. And then wide receiver AJ Brown, speaking from or AJ Green. Nobody's rostering AJ Brown in our league. AJ Green, speaking from last week's news, Green has now said he expects to be sidelined longer than his six to eight week reported timeline. He stated, I don't know where they got the six to eight weeks from. It's going to be longer than that in his presser today. And for myself, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, NFL.com's Ian Rappaport reports that Jeffrey's status is in doubt for week three against Detroit with a calf strain. The injury isn't major, but he could miss one week at the least. And quarterback Cam Newton did not practice on Tuesday. Carolina announced he wasn't available without disclosing an actual reason for his absence. NFL Network's Tom Pellisaro reports that Newton's status for Week 3 is up in the air after re-aggravating the same foot he injured in the preseason. Ron Rivera admitted Newton was uncertain for Week 3. He's been receiving around-the-clock treatment, but he sounded like he doesn't expect to have his quarterback one out there this week. For Eric, um, a couple of Jacksonville Jaguar news On the defensive side, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports defensive back Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade following the Jags' Week 2 loss to the Texans that involved a sideline altercation with head coach Doug Marone. Although, Jags' defensive coordinator Todd Walsh says he expects Ramsey to play on Thursday night after a wild press conference earlier today. If you guys missed that, get on Google, YouTube, or something. I think he cussed like 40 times. It was crazy. And then defensive end Yannick Ngakwe returned to a full practice on Tuesday after sitting out in Week 2. He'll be good to go on Thursday as this is big news. He's their best pass rusher. And then finally, tight end David Njoku suffered a concussion last night against the Jets and did not return. It's his first documented documented concussion in the NFL. Consider him iffy for Week 3 as Cleveland is already on a short week. And now, let's jump in to... The week two game recaps. The first game of the week was number two Braden at myself. And Braden comes away in blowout fashion, 124 to 98. Braden was led by seven starters in double figures, with Kenny Galladay being the star as he went for 117 yards on eight catches for a touchdown in the win over Los Angeles. In the same game, Austin Eckler was the next star for Braden as he outperformed his projection by six points. The position group that decided this matchup was the flex position as Marlon Mack and Kenny G outscored my flex group by a combined 24 points. A couple of milestones for Braden this week as he moves into a tie for first in league history and wins with Nick. They've got 43 apiece. And then he also recorded his 30th career Century Mark game and he's the third coach in league history to do so. He also stated in a post-game presser that his team name is undefeated so far. For myself, I had five starters in double figures with the New England defense leading the way with a whopping 35 points as they sacked the Miami quarterbacks seven times, picked them off four times, and ran two of those back to the house. Two goose eggs in my lineup was the difference as O.J. Howard wasn't targeted at all on Thursday night and Alshon Jeffrey exited Sunday night's game after just 10 snaps with an injury. One goose egg is bad enough, but two will do you in in just about every single matchup. Our second matchup of the week was between two teams coming off week one losses in Dylan at Dave. Dylan pulled away late in this one and takes it 128.5 to 111. Dylan had six starters scoring double figures as he was led by RB1 Dalvin Cook as he went for 154 yards and a touchdown on 20 rushes. He also added three catches for 37 yards, scoring 25 and points. Julio Jones was the other star as he outperformed his projection by nine points on Sunday night football. The quarterback spot was the difference maker here, though, as Matt Ryan outscored Drew Brees by 19 points after Brees went down with his injury. Dylan recorded his 40th career win in this one. He's the fourth coach to do so in league history. And then he also extended his Century Mark game league lead. To five with his 36th career century mark game. Dave drops to 0 and 2 after this one. He did have eight guys in double figures though, so this one hurts a little bit more. He was led by wide receiver one Odell Beckham Jr. as he went for 161 yards and a touchdown on six catches last night in East Rutherford as he was trying to lead this comeback. We mentioned it already, but the injury to Breeze was the disappointment here as he. One scored in the negatives, and then two was 17 points lower than his projection. Not too many other blemishes on the roster this week for Dave other than Breeze. He also recorded his 30th career century mark game in this one too. He's the fourth coach to do so in league history, so two, two coaches hit the 30 career century mark game this week. Third matchup of the weekend was number three Ryan on the road against Nick. And Ryan walked away with no problems in this one with a 102.5 to 67.5 dominant win as Nick falls to 0-2. Ryan had six starters in double figures and was led by rb one Saquon Barkley as he had 107 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries while adding three catches for 28 yards, scoring 19.5 points. Larry Fitzgerald was the other bright spot as he outperformed his projection by 3.5 points. Ryan's running back group won this one for him as Saquon and Derrick Henry outscored Nick's running backs by 24 points combined. For Nick, just two starters in double figures. He was led by Tom Brady as he was 20 for 28 for 264 yards and two touchdowns while adding two carries for one yard and another touchdown. Start your guys against Miami. LaShawn McCoy was the key disappointment for Nick as he underperformed by seven points Against a vulnerable Raiders defense. He and Philip Lindsay combined for just eleven and a half points in this loss to Ryan. Alright, game of the week time. Number one Chris made his primetime debut, and it wasn't a pretty one. So he went on the road against number four Bryson, and Bryson came away with a 113.5 to 74 blowout win. For Chris, his career-long three-game winning streak was snapped as he had just two starters in double figures, as he couldn't get that offense rolling from week one. He was led by D.J. Moore on Thursday night, as he had nine catches for 89 yards. And then again on Thursday night, Christian McCaffrey was the one that absolutely killed Chris, as he underperformed by 16 points. He and David Johnson combined for just 12.5 out of the backfield this weekend. It's not something you would expect out of McCaffrey and David Johnson. Bryson extends his winning streak to three dating back to last season as he had four starters in double figures and was led by Lamar Jackson as he was 24 for 37 for 272 yards and two touchdowns as he added 120 yards on 16 carries on the way to scoring a 30-tater in this one. Calvin Ridley was the other star as he boomed for 11 more points than his projection. And there's no doubt that the quarterback spot was the key in this one as Jackson outscored Deshaun Watson by a whopping 18 points. One milestone this weekend for Bryson as he moves into a tie for fifth with Nick in Century Mark games as they both have 27 now. Our final matchup of the weekend was between two winless teams as Eric went on the road to face Christian who's trying to crack the win column for the first time in his team's history. Well, Eric ended up snapping his three-game losing streak dating back to last season, as he comes away with the closest win of the week, 115 and a half to 109 over Christian. Eric had four starters in double figures as he was led by none other than Patrick Mahomes, as he was 30 for 44 for 443 yards and four tutties against Oakland. Emmanuel Sanders was a huge surprise as he boomed for 15 more points in his projection. And Mahomes obviously won this one. He outscored Baker Mayfield by 16 points by himself. Christian had five starters in double figures and was led by Chris Godwin on Thursday night. He went for 121 yards on eight catches and a touchdown. A goose egg in the lineup was the key in the loss as Deshaun Jackson went down early in the first half with an injury and busted for eight less than his projection. A positive for Christian to take away is that he recorded his most points scored in a regular season game in his short MMF FFL career. He's sitting at 16th in league history now. The week three poll dropped earlier today with the top four being Braden moving up one spot to first, Bryson moving up two spots to second, Ryan stayed put in third, and Dylan being the big riser of the week Moved up three spots to fourth. Rounding out the rest of the poll, Eric moved up one spot to fifth. Chris was the biggest drop of the week, moving down five spots to sixth. I dropped two spots down to seventh. And the bottom three stayed the same with Dave, Christian, and Nick. And now the playoff odds that's presented by Fantasy Pros. Bryson at 85%, Ryan 82%, Chris 61%, and Braden 54% is the top four. And then Dylan with 35%, myself with 29%, Dave 19, Eric 18, Christian 16, and Nick isn't eliminated yet, but they're already giving him a 0% chance to make the playoffs. Tough. And now the nominees for the pickup of the week. There were only a couple. Christian had Mark Andrews and the Titans defense. Dave had Terry McLaurin. I had the New England Patriots defense, Bryson had Darren Waller, Braden had the Texans defense, and Chris had the Carolina Panthers defense. And the pickup of the week winner for week two was myself with the New England defense scoring 35 points. They all scored the closest nominee by 14. Pick, skin, pick them. told you guys last week I was going to do better, and I did. Braden and myself tied for first this week as we both went 10-6. Bryson finished in third at 8-8. Eight eight. Our results after two weeks. Braden's in first with 23 wins. And Bryson and myself tied at second with 20. Only three back. And finally, to announce the Game of the Week location and matchup. Our Week 3 Game of the Week is headed to... Washington, D.C., as 2-0, number 3 Ryan goes on the road to face 2-0, number 1 Braden. Both teams are 4-4 four four in their primetime career games. And that'll do it here for Episode 6 of Mountain Mama's Famous Fantasy Football League. Good luck to everyone this weekend, and enjoy a weekend of football. Peace out.